out there operating without any decent restraint, totally beyond the pain of any acceptable human conduct. CPR Street Gang, local law-abiding, standing by, over. Charging a man with murder in this place was like handing out speeding tickets at the Indy 500. We've got a busy show for you this hour, Speaking Out America. Jim Watkins here, and we start off with what I think is probably one of the most embarrassing, if not chilling, moments in this new era that we find ourselves, which is the modern era of America, the uh, what I call the pre-totalitarian stage because of what I'm seeing before me. Listen to this. This is Jenna Ellis, one of Trump's lawyers, being read her uh, condemnation charges uh, paraded before the American people. Do you understand that the conditions of this plea involves five years of probation, that you pay $5,000 of restitution to the Georgia Secretary of State within 30 days, and it's in my understanding that you're asking to be treated as a first offender? Yes. Do you understand that special conditions of this probation is that you complete 100 hours of community service, that you write an apology letter to the citizens of the state of Georgia, which you have already done, and the state will um, put that into evidence at State's Exhibit 1 for the court? That you testify truthfully at all hearings or trials involving co-defendants, that you have no communication with co-defendants, witnesses, or the media until all cases have been closed. Yes. That you must continue to provide additional recorded statements and affidavits to the state as required. That you must also continue to provide any requested documents or evidence subject to any lawful privileges asserted in good faith. That you shall not post anything on social media, media, including through any agents, about this case until the conclusion of all trials and appeals. That you must continue to fully cooperate with prosecutors included but not limited to participating in interviews with prosecutors appearing for evidentiary hearings and assisting in pretrial matters. Do you understand that these are the conditions of the, of the recommendation that the state is making to the court? I do. You know, a lot of Americans like uh, Jen Alice, I, I count myself among them. What that is, is a signal to everybody who questions the establishment that they're going to go after you. Now, if you don't see it as that, then you're not paying attention to history. Think about, remember when Saddam Hussein was in charge of Iraq and there was that creeping, chilling video of an entire audience, and men were being called out by their names for former Bath Party members that had served their government, and they were called out one by one and marched out to the back of the, the theater, and we never saw them again. Or in China, when someone does a high authority or someone within the CCP does something egregious, and that person is then forced to go on television and admit their sins before the people. That's called shaming. That's what it is. It's shaming. It's public shaming, and it's totalitarian in its nature. Uh, because the only thing that I believe, and I still believe this to be true, is that Jenna Ellis is only guilty of questioning the integrity of the 2020 elections. That's it. And there were plenty of reasons for Jenna and others to question but today we live in a different world. We live in a world where that is a litmus test to show your loyalty to the party. It's why Mike Pence was grilled by ABC News. Well, you believe that the elections were fraudulent? You question the integrity of the 2020 elections? Uh, and, and they had to admit, uh, Mike Pence was asked three times, do you, do you doubt the elections? Do you doubt the elections? Are you saying here that you admit the elections were true? This, it's public shaming brought on by a totalitarian-esque 
society. The fact that this is true is that there is a lawsuit right now underway in Florida challenging the integrity of the elections. And it's been brought by a woman who believes, and I'll pull up the story here, it, it's, it's, it's just, uh, it's like you, you're not, a, that's the first question they ask you. You're not allowed to question the elections. And, and now, forgive me if I'm wrong, but didn't, uh, isn't Hillary Clinton still complaining that the 2016 elections were, were, were uh, questionable? She's still saying that it was Russian disinformation and all this stuff. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, why is it okay for some people to question the elections, but not others? Well, the answer is because if you're questioning, uh, here it is, is this uh, 11th Court Circuit agrees to hear case of fraudulent 2020 and 2022 Florida elections uh, printed by the Epic Times. The 11th Circuit Court of Appeals has accepted an emergency application to U.S. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas as a writ of madamus, according to the investigative journalism website, The Georgia Record. The application was filed by Christine Scott, an independent politician who ran for election to the U.S. House of Representatives to represent Florida's 23rd Congressional District. Ms. Scott, the petitioner, is making a request for the 2022 and 2020 general election results in Florida to be invalidated and rescheduled, claiming the evidence shows the adoption of uniformly uncertified equipment in both election cycles. She's basically making the same claim that these people, uh, under the RICO statute brought on by the Georgia State, saying that they are they lied. But yet there's other people. DeSantis, uh, in her application, Ms. Scott asserts that the state of Florida and the entire United States are currently facing a relentless assault from both foreign and domestic forces. And she also adds that she believes that the Dominion counting machines are invalid. She urges the court to nullify Florida's 2022 general elections and arrange a new one with paper ballots. Ms. Scott alleges that the votes of all registered voters in the 2022 elections were tampered with in columns 9 through 11, enabling a deceptive shell game to occur so that, quote, an individual or entity to arrange the votes to select rather than elect the winner. And she has other charges as well. But that's a legitimate complaint. And she has filed it with the Supreme Court. And the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals is pushing it forward. And yet here's Jenna Ellis, who faithfully served her duty as an attorney for the president, the former president. And there's no question in my mind that there was enough shenanigans going on. I mean, I'll just cite one example do you remember when there was a supposed flood in the basement at the uh, the ele- county elections in Atlanta? And the whole building had to be evacuated. And for two days, we didn't know what was going on. And then it turns out there was no flood. Well, how'd that happen? Uh, wasn't there some other example or somebody in Minneapolis somewhere, somebody forgot their keys and they couldn't get in? Or there's a report in uh, Charlotte where people who were counting votes were told to leave the room for a period of time. There were late night ballot drops in Philadelphia. I mean, clearly the only reason the Democrats and someone needs to say it, clearly the only reason that the Democrats and the Democratic media machine uh, are complaining is because they know that their elected president is a sham. They understand that there is just no way that this bumbling idiot known as Joe Biden could possibly be the president 
of these United States. And look at what he's done to this country since. Look at what has happened. He fumbled COVID. He fumbled the lockdowns. He fundled and fired people who didn't take an experimental use vaccine. He forced people to change their lives. People in the medical industry lost their jobs. Doctors lost their licenses. And that was only the beginning. Day two, Joe Biden decides to cripple the United States economy by cutting its energy production, making us a dependent country on other nations for our energy. Then he vanquishes the stockpiles that we have to keep uh, prices artificially low during an election, hoping to thwart any Republican gains. And then he goes off and starts a war in Ukraine by failing to negotiate a peace process with Putin months before even troops hit the ground outside of Ukraine, all over a regional dispute that has cost Americans, oh, about $250 billion so far. Oh, wait, there's more. Well, you know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that we've got a president there who's systematically destroying this country. But we have Democrats who are concerned that the American people believe that the 2020 election was authentic. And they are going to cling to that, and they're going to use that as a litmus test. And the media is happily going along with a whole charade. It's embarrassing. And this country is not a democracy. You hear about it all the time. We're losing our democracy. This is not a frickin' democracy. Get it through your head. We are a republic. And if you don't know the difference, then what the hell you do voting? If you don't know the difference between being a republic and being a democracy, then you shouldn't vote. And it's a sad day when you see someone having to stand before a judge and admit her guilt just so that she can get a lesser offense. And then you've got the media drinking it up like soup. Oh, we're going to get our guy. We're going to get our guy. It's really tragic. And what they're doing, what their motivation is, is to keep this man from being elected. And every poll that I've seen in the last three months shows clearly that Trump is on his way to a clear election in less than a year. But the media won't allow it. The Democratic Party won't allow it. Liz Cheney, uh, uh, the traitor that she is uh, to the Republican Party, Kevin McCarthy, all of these people. That's what this whole schism is about in our uh, House of Representatives right now. They're trying to find at least one Republican who actually speaks for the Republican Party, and they're having a challenge. They may even go back to bringing in Kevin again, McCarthy, or maybe Kevin with Jim Jordan. Maybe we'll have two House speakers. You know, this, and, and, and the thing is, it's not that hard, folks. It really isn't. Stick to your conservative principles, which are family, faith, liberty, low taxes, smaller government. Uh, when was the last time you heard any of the major news medias talking about our fiscal crisis that's underway right now. Our fiscal crisis right now is that we are slowly losing our monetary strength, not only here at home, but around the world, and it's having devastating effects. Our money is getting cheaper by the second. We just paid, I think, in the last 230 days, something like $285 billion, just an in interest on our debt. And the debt isn't getting any smaller. It's growing by the second. You and I are going to pay for that. Speaking out, America. Be right back.
Welcome back to Speaking Out America. Don't forget, you can tune us in Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. right here. On CRN Talk, we also have the podcast, and we stream the live show 24 hours a day, so you can tune in, tune out, and you can do that at jimwatkins1.com, where I also have articles, articles of importance posted daily. And it's good to have you here, and I want to thank my two guests for coming on today and enlightening us. Uh, and I want to kind of touch on that, that what uh, my previous guest mentioned, uh, Chris Chang, about the feeling, isn't it interesting that of all of the amendments that we have, our Bill of Rights, our constitutional rights to worship and gather, the only one of them seems, it seems to be one that we're ashamed of is the ability to defend ourselves. Isn't that interesting? It's particularly interesting in the face of the fact that we have a movie out now uh, produced by Dinesh D'Souza that talks about the ever-growing police state and the dangers of living in a society where the citizen loses his rights little by little, like Kevin Stockland. We're getting used to this idea that the quality of life is diminished, and we're okay with it. It's just like the frog, you know. The water is boiling, but he doesn't realize the water is boiling because it's so incremental that it's, it's hardly worth noticing. Listen to Dinesh, or Dinesh D'Souza talk about his film. I mean, all I can say is that, you know, I see this film as a sort of a, uh, a warning. It is a, um, it is a, it is a notification, basically, to the American people that, look, you know, in the America that I came to in uh, a generation ago, we could take the basic liberties of the Bill of Rights for granted. Just, you know, here is just a brief enumeration, right to free speech, right to the free press, right of conscience, right of assembly, right to petition the government for grievances and equal rights and equal justice under the law. And, and as I understood it from my you know, courses at Dartmouth, look, the beauty of this is that these rights are not subject to political negotiation. Uh, a majority does not have a right to take away your right of freedom of speech or my right of conscience. Uh, these rights are in that sense uh, unalienable. And now I say, look around. Is a single one of those rights I just mentioned completely safe? No. So we are in a new environment in which I would have to say, if somebody would ask me straightforwardly, is America today a free society? I'm reluctant to just say no, but I also cannot in good conscience say yes. And if you get a chance to go see the movie, The Police State Film, which is out now in selected theaters, uh, call up your local theater or you can just go to policestatefilm.com and they will give you a by zip code uh, of where the film is showing just this week only. So uh, in a second, we'll have our What's Trending segment here on Speaking Out America, Jim Watkins. You know, it's interesting, one reflection of, of, of the, the states uh, in our nation, of one particular state, California, uh, they're getting sick and tired of being overtaxed, overregulated, and over 100,000 people move from California to Texas, according to the Census Bureau 2021 population estimates. Um, and it, it, Texas was not the only recipient of tens of thousands of people who left California after COVID, the lockdowns. I mean, it's, as I mentioned with Kevin earlier, uh, the fact that People are not genuinely upset about the fact that gas is over $6.50 a gallon. I mean, they're upset, but they're not pissed. And there's a big degree between being upset and being irate enough to call your congressman or your governor and say, what the hell's going on? 
Uh, and even Gavin Newsom's own uh, admission, he wasn't sure where the revenues of the tax on gas goes. But now, of course, they're realigning their message, and it's a blanket an answer to everything. It's the excuse to everything. Well, it's all about our investment into fossil, uh, away from or towards renewable energy. That's now the go-to answer. You want to explain the high pr price of bread? Well, it's, it's part paying for our investment in renewable energy. And, and it's a twisting of words. It's like Big Brother Orwellian, isn't it? We're reinvesting in renewables. So that's supposed to make you feel good about the fact that you're paying $8 for a carton of eggs. I went to a farmer's market in Santa Barbara, and I love their farmer's market. It's one of the best farmer's markets uh, anywhere I've ever been. And the people are so nice. And, you know, because of the proximity of, of Santa Barbara to all these agricultural uh, super fields everywhere, uh, you know, you can congregate and bring all these people with their great fruits and their vegetables and their melons. And, uh, but you're going to pay uh, $12 for a carton of eggs. Why? Because the cost to get that food to you has gone up. And you could say, well, that's an investment in renewables. Well, it's not. It's, it's what it's illustrating is that the more you get away from fossil fuels and coal and some of those things, the more expensive energy becomes. And it's never going to go down. Unless, of course, half, half the population goes away. So in Arizona, 63,000 people moved. said, I'm done with California. Nevada, 54,000 people decided to move to the hot desert uh, where the temperature is above 75 most of the year and then colder than hell at night during the winter. Uh, and there's no grass. Washington State, 46,000 people moved there from California. They said, I've had enough. Florida picked up 40,000 new citizens from California. Uh, they probably, hopefully, they'll stay on the East Coast. Oregon, 32,000 people moved. Colorado, 26,000. I would say there's a migration out of California. Wouldn't you say that? Uh, the real migration is people leaving California, not just Mexico. That's interesting, isn't it? Anyway, so uh, here's, uh, I always like to do this. It's kind of fun to see, poke my head in the uh, social media room and see what the kids are up to. And here's a little clip it of some of the things that you might find on social media today. This is a complicated situation, but the one thing we know is that a group driven by Islamist ideology that comes in to murder babies, children, and grandmothers is demonstrating an evil that every single civilized person on earth must condemn in unequivocal terms. And if that isn't possible at Harvard, then everlasting shame upon Harvard. It's, it's crazy because, you know, everyone knows my opinion is worth as much as your opinion, but now there's this myth that my opinion is worth as much as your fact, mm -hmm. which just isn't true. It, and it's, and it's going to send us back into the dark ages. You know, people don't respect facts anymore. Mm -hmm. It's ludicrous. I came to the conclusion that the Federal Reserve needed to be abolished for seven reasons, actually, and I'd like to read them for you now. First of all, it is incapable of accomplishing its stated objectives. Two, it is a cartel operating against the public interest. Three, it is the supreme instrument of usury. Four, it generates our most unfair tax. Five, it encourages war. Six, it destabilizes the economy. And seven, it is an instrument of totalitarianism. What? It's, 
He's not a young man. He remembers when the Dead Sea was alive. <laughs> he told the Wailing Wall to keep it down. No, he's not a young man. But, uh, no, he went there to give Israel an aid package. He's, he's like the world's grandpa. He can't visit without slipping a little money. You know, get some missiles. Don't tell grandma. <laughs> Thunberg. She skipped school for a year. She got on a ship and she crossed the Atlantic like Christopher Columbus. And nobody had questions about why this little girl was not in school. And when she got over here, she said, how dare you? Time put her on the cover of a magazine. She skipped school. That's all Greta Thunberg accomplished. And she was awarded for that bad behavior. She was awarded for lying. Every 10 years, they tell every generation that they're going to die from a climate crisis. Years ago, I asked the Secretary of State, would he and I work in the Senate to write something for him? And he said, uh, he wrote a line that uh, I think is appropriate. He said, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it. I'll wait later. Taking too much time. Wow, the, uh, the clear, forceful leadership, the strength that our president shows at times like this is really stirring and inspiring, isn't it? And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand. And it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight, and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap, and I've loved kids jumping on my lap. The president has done more to secure the border and to deal with this issue of immigration than anybody else. He really has. Every American who's terrified that Crooked Joe's weakness will cause catastrophic global conflict. <laughs> Excuse me, it already is. I make this promise to you as president. I will restore peace through strength and we will prevent, we will stop World War III. We will not have World War III. That's our little What's Trending on social media. I hope you like that. A lot of stuff. That could go into a time capsule uh, of what was going on in the world today. Uh, speaking of World War III, Elon Musk uh, was in an interview. He was giving a speech, a discussion Monday, warning that he believes the West is sleepwalking our way into World War III. Here's a little bit of what Elon Musk had to say. We should just sort of stand back and say, what is the most important thing? The most important thing is avoiding World War III. Because we may never recover from World War III. Um, and, uh, and I think we're currently uh, have the risk of World War III is increasing rapidly. Um, and I think if, if, if relations are renormalized with Russia, the probability of World War III is dramatically lower. And he also says that uh, uh, I think what is the track record here? that there is no longer anyone alive who remembers how horrific world war war world wars are and that everyone today is coddled that's what he had to say so we'll leave it there we've got uh, obviously a lot on our plate and we'll see you back here in 24 hours speaking out america holding the powerful accountable that's what we do